wonder what I'm going to say on my intros. I want to exit from this despair. I want to also give a warning to other creatives. Create like it's your last. Because with the reversal of role, they're not going to stop there. If you have something meaningful to say that is going to shed light and bring happiness to the world, you better do it before the conservatives decide. And that's how I want to begin my day every day, creating something new, interesting, and that's educating and expand the world instead of bringing darkness. I consider myself that weird auntie every time I start my podcast. I remember just four months ago that I was only at 3,000 downloads and I couldn't understand why I had gotten there and had gotten stuck. And look at me now. I am four months later, have done some really good advertisement campaigns. I'm way over 50,000 downloads. I'm being listened to as far away as um, Australia now. Girl, I am just elated about what is going on with my podcast at this time. As of this the re- this recording, I'm up well over 62,000 uh on my podcast, and so I give myself the air horn. Um, also, this is Nano Right Month, um, 2022. I'm also making some strides as far as my writing, daily writing, um, and my posts on my blog are actually helping me to get my words. I realize that if I record anything or do anything as far as the podcast goes, um, I'm trying to record it simultaneously on my voice recorder on my phone. So it's it's a work in progress. Um, I've rewritten Black Woman Down or the re-rewrite of Black Woman Down just in time for me to submit it for the Atlanta Film Festival 2023. I'm hoping to place um, with that. I also entered it into a script pipeline uh, contest. Um, I hope to at least place, but it would be really nice to get that 20K. Um, Also, as I increase my podcasting production cred, I hope to report of getting my first advertisement instead of the sol- the solitary uh, host read that I have on Anchor. I have to get my downloads or streams up. That's what I thought needs to happen before I even get noticed by a uh, podcast advertiser, but it seems to be a little bit more than that. Um, I got to go directly to the source. Um, Some actually have these unrealistic uh, downloads or streaming criteria um, so they don't have to pay out. 
um, they set it so high. I had one directory said, oh, we won't even post you if you don't have it 4,000 streams per episode. Bye. Ain't nobody got time for that. Because I know some of these newer podcasts in the podcast indie space are so much lower than that. But they also have the backing of a whole publishing team and a whole studio. So to have that as an indie person is solely unfair. Um, so I'm learning as I go and as my podcast continues to become even more credible and secure in its indie space, what I'm talking about is going to be key for me and going forward. Um, this is no longer a passion project. This needs to be a paid project on the real tip. And those are how can I forget to fuss about the freaking cowboys? How you gonna have a whole bye week and get and get jacked up about the trash packers? They were what with the Packers? They were three and six or some stupid like that. I can't stand Aaron Rodgers. I think I hate him just as much as I hate that Tom Brady. But how are you going to lose in overtime to the trash packers? That's what I'm giving a side eye uh, to the, the Cowboys this week. I can't even understand. I went a whole week and a half without talking trash about the Cowboys. But they on my shit list right now for being stupid. And then the team formerly known as the Deadskins beat the once undefeated Screegles on the road. We live in an upside down world. I can't believe this mess. But... That's how I'm going to end this part of the episode with side eye to. So this is, and I am a work in progress. My podcast is a work in progress. My life is a work in progress. Um, I, my blog is a work in progress. I placed as a quarter finalist in the Vail Film Festival to, for my Black Woman Down play. And I'm very proud of that. This month is NaNoWriteMo 2022. I've been participating in this um, since 2020. That's when I decided that a follow-up of my Not My Family book, I expanded into screenplays. Kind of like what I did. I was like, oh, I think I can do that. So I did. Um, and I wrote my first screenplay, Hamilton Heights, uh, the black version or set in Harlem version of one of my favorite uh, 1930s movies starring Olivia de Havilland's character um, in The Heiress. And I loved that movie. The book was the bomb, was which actually was a short story. And... I decided that I hadn't seen any great black versions of that, but I, that was when I discovered Coverfly, Registration, Final Draft, the whole nine, and I started writing. But back in 2021, right after Gabby Petito lost her life uh, through her domestic, through domestic abuse, and I had traveled and lived in my RV for almost a little over a year and a half. Uh, I 
felt compelled to write something to honor the black and indigenous women that, and also um, of other races. This also is a time of um, increase in Asian hate crimes. And I decided that I was going to write something to honor them. I placed as a finalist last year through Barnstorm. Nothing came of it because I realized that first screenplay was crap. Um, And I got kind of ghosted by the producer at that time who went out on paternity leave um, and never contacted me back. But since then, I have done a rewrite added over 20 some odd pages to the screenplay and I think I ended it really well and I'm excited about the it getting more recognition because as I said with Vail I wish I was able to utilize this version of the screenplay that I submitted to the Atlanta Screen Festival uh, as well as to the International Screen Players Association uh, Get It Made or whatever, the ISA's uh, contest. I'm just excited about the next version, not only of the podcast, but also of the screenplay. Because... With Nationals uh, Novel Writing Month, as well as all of these competitions, it basically pushes you um, to do more and to expand your craft. I think the additional characters and scenes and uh, working out the dialogue, so it's not too wordy, but it's just enough to get the point across, is what it's all about. And I hope I would make something or write something that again could go up that not only reads well, but also can be portrayed on the small screen TV or the larger screen in AMC. I haven't seen Wakanda forever yet. I'm waiting till when I go home and watch it with my sister, but I wish I would could make something that iconic. Um, I'm also learning and expanding the reach of my podcast. I'm hopeful that with my next marketing push and with the discovery, because as you increase the downloads and big ups, everyone that actually is downloading and listening to the podcast, you get noticed by advertisers. Who knows? Not only will this be an additional source of income, but I'm hopeful that one day it will be a great source of income that will allow me the same flexibility as my current day job to continue to write and to think of great ending scenes. Um, Celebrating um, Native Americans um, and that God really is probably a woman um, and my take on purgatory because that has a great center in my um, screenplay, Black Woman Down. And I hope that I will continue to talk more about it um, as it continues to place. I'm hopeful that it will continue to place. It won't be considered hokey or too Black and someone will notice it and will actually get to production. 
I'm just happy right now with um, continuing to place in these uh, um, competitions. And I'll update you guys as um, it continues to make the rounds and continues. So I have the luxury of having a really restful weekend. I don't have too much to complain about. I don't have too much to report because I'm not in the uh, streets like that. But when I do get out, I get to um, do what I want to do. I just talked to my sister today, and the biggest thing that we did is check out the sale at um, Hobby Lobby because that was my joint. There's also, she saw like 75% off sale on um, seasonal uh, decorations as well as I did see a sale at Macy's. 60% off the same, but I don't go in Macy's like that. She doesn't shop at Macy's like that, but my Aunt Melody does. But y'all need to check it out. Um, I basically went today to mail my um, previous office or work phone back to Blue Cross Blue Shield and to the chagrin of the uh, mail worker, she was like, oh, you just mailing it up the street? I still don't know how much it costs because I was shocked that they don't have pre-printed labels that I could have just slapped on the box and moved up and put up there, but that's neither here nor there. They did upgrade me to an iPhone 13. Um, I don't know why they need to go 14 because 13 is an unlucky number, but it's going to be lucky for me as far as um, what's going on. And then I thought about adding any about news update um, to the part of the podcast, like local news and stuff that I want to talk about because I do talk about um, popular culture. But the only thing that didn't make my eye jump or give me um, TMJ um, dysfunction was Katie Malagru of uh, Star Trek. Um, oh, she was the captain, first female captain uh, to uh, for a starship. She had a different, even the upgraded class. Um, oh, what was she? Star Trek, definitely not Deep Space Nine because that's Captain Cisco. Um, I'm losing it. I'm going to have to look this up. Who was the captain? Female captain of Star... What the hell? Even my phone is tripped out that I don't know. Why can't I remember? Um, female captain of Star Trek. I do know the series went neck and neck or with oh, Catherine Janeway, but it's paid by Katie Malagru. Voyager! Oh my god! She was the captain of Voyager. This series went right up against Deep Space Nine. Um, female and a black male uh, captain. He was actually of Deep Space Nine was um, a um, 
was just that. It was a deep space um, star station that was owned or ran by the Cardassians and then uh, was taken over and managed by the United Federation of Planets at the end of the Kardashian uh, occupation of Bajor. I say all of that to say is because most diehard Deep Space Nine people know that it didn't get as much coverage as Voyager, but it lives on in infamy. Like, I want the Cardassian space station. I want to go uh, as, oh, what are they called? The Jim Hadar, um, because they were finer and more meaner than the um, Klingons. So, but she actually just got um, a part in a movie that actually, I believe, is either dropped or getting ready to drop on... On... um, Apple TV, um, she plays a person. She actually has this like starring role, um, uh, Robbery Gone Wrong. I'm going to check it out and I'll let you guys know. I don't know the name of it. I was just glad that she's still getting leading roles. She also played a leading role as um, the hustle man in Orange is the New Black. You may notice, you may notice her name from there. But... As I was saying, what people my age really find entertaining or what they value most is peace, not having to go anywhere, not have to entertain anybody except for their rude little dogs. Here's Ethel at the grabber because she don't know how to act. Um, I just took delivery on my naked wines. I got a uh, carton of wines, 12 great red California wines. Uh, and it's some places that I've never heard for, uh, from, um, all over, um, the central, et cetera, coast. And I'm hopeful that it's just going to rain and rain crazy. People are going to stop moving to California. There's going to be a balance. So all of that stuff is all of the vent, the vines are not going to be burned away and never to be replaced again. But I just took delivery. I'm enjoying a mixed red from that region, and I'm just excited. I don't. I like the fact that I've spent my entire weekend doing absolutely nothing. I I did laundry early, like for on a Friday, so all I have to do is fold it up and put it away. I did um, clean, um, did laundry, or um, clean some of my bath mats. Um, everything is smelling like downy and I just get to chill. And that's what we work so hard to do. You just get the chill. That is the news. That is the tea. We don't want to be running around. We just want to be able to chill and enjoy our little dogs and birds and fight little dogs for pizza. I also had Marco's pizza today and Ethel was like kept running around and chasing me like she had lost her mind. But I now know that in order to keep her on her food, I don't share mine. Farmer's dog is the bomb, y'all, for real, for real. Um, And the insulation is made of cornstarch. You run it under some warm water, it basically uh, is rinses, or you can basically rinse it down the drain. It's one less thing to add to the landfills. 
um, and it doesn't clog up the systems. Evidently, I'm hopeful, um, and it doesn't make wreak havoc on um, our sanitation system. So, if you gotta spoil your dog, get a farmer's dog. They'll like it. Cut up a little bit of chicken in it. They'll like it even more. Um, but that is the end. All I like is my peace. Working on my podcast and watching um, reality TV um, into loving hip hop Atlanta since I watch it on TV since I won't be driving down there anytime soon. Just saying. So what exactly is going on in the dating world that I don't participate in because I sit in my house with my little dog in warm blankets. Um, I am reporting again from the dating over 40 of Reddit. Um, I really like this, uh, platform that platform because these people are real and they're raw and again it still trips me out that they share innermost craziness with a bunch of strangers um i guess there is strength and anonymity and but the the posts as well as the comments are not aggressive and not trolly so it actually uh, is, I guess it's okay. It's a, sa- it's a safe place. I just would prefer to have people write to me, but um, I guess they could just post on dating over 40 um, because they know they're not going to get a salty, sarcastic remark. But this one is was posted a couple of days ago, and it says I need to stop, don't I? Yes, yeah, bitch, you do. Um, been talking to this guy for almost a month now. We consider each other friends and we have had tried to meet up, but unsuccessfully due to work stuff. We have talked about experience on the app before and he knows what I'm looking for. He wants a friends with benefits or FWB situation, which I'm fine with for now, but I ultimately want a relationship. Um, I got, let's put a pin in that. He wants to be a fuck boy and she try is wants to a relationship, but it sounds like if it doesn't sound like it to me, it that is saying that I know he's a fuck boy, but I want to make it into a relationship because of familiarity. Okay. That that never works. Yesterday I had a mini breakdown and for some reason went to him. Like if you were in a relationship. Okay. No one has wanted to meet me and I asked him if I seem believable as a person. I always get a, you're so cute, you look so sweet, but I'm in a weird place right now and willing to to talk about some racy topics and still no one wants to meet. I told him this. Today, he said he is taking a break from the app. I think I went too far with our friendship. I guess we'll see if he unmatches me and if he does, then I have my answer, but... I think I need to stop alt- old altogether. It is kind of taking over my life. I hate that. What am I doing? I consider myself a smart person, but I'm acting pretty dumb right now. Oh, yeah, okay. Has anyone else gotten so wrapped up in all of this at one point of time? What did you do to get over it? Just delete everything? edit. He did unmatch me. 
Why am I crying about it? I also deleted everything and I'm already in therapy. Well, girl, first, why wasn't your ass in therapy throughout all of this? Why did you get wrapped up in someone that you basically said that you only been talking to or probably direct messaging on an app? That's not a real relationship. What are you doing? And how old are you? This is an over 40 um platform what the freak i just girl top not 78 yes yes you do be gentle with yourself based on your post history you just filed for what is going to be a tough divorce like two weeks ago what the fuck are you doing on an app you should not be on the apps they will not give you the validation you seek only you can give that to yourself by getting wrapped up in the apps, you are demonstrating that you should not be on them. You are not in the right headspace at all. You are too raw and emotional for anything good to come of it. Again, be gentle with yourself and take some time to heal. Oh, thanks for the gold internet stranger. So I think everybody upgraded and they gave her a award. And I just saw this about the recent filing for a divorce. Damn, talk about raw. There's so many hard stages of divorce to go through before one starts to feel slightly healed. Definitely should not be dating. That's just going to exacerbate the tempest of emotions. I kind of agree with all of this. I think trying to bounce back because it seems like um, a uh, rebound sitch. Um, and it depends on how long you were in the previous your marriage. Um, and if it was a long-term relationship, you still don't want, why are you going to be on the disposable apps? That is what you become. And this is just me talking from experience and from the reality of it. Basically, people are like Kleenex on these apps. Swipe right, swipe left, whatever. You don't go to the app at this early to think that you're going to, you need to jump right back in. You basically have to process the loss that is of your marriage because it, that loss, from what I understand, is like a death. So you have to go through the several stages of grieving. That's what Whiskey and Craig Cigars, oh, Whiskey and Cigar 7 has said. So you don't go jump right into the apps thinking you're going, you're ready and you're going to be ready for the nonsense that is the dating world, single life. If you've been in a long-term relationship for a number of years, minimum of five, don't think you're going to be, you've been out of the game long enough that getting back into it is going to be difficult and definitely you're not going to start out this early on the apps that's a recipe for crazy and a recipe for hurt and i honestly believe that just yikes um yes you are doing the most get off the apps pay attention to your therapist and keep it pushing for now but two weeks after just filing you're not even saying your divorce is final yet girl you just filed really are you that alone? And you got to also figure out why did the marriage end? If you listen to the episode last week, if very few relationships end and nobody knows, I bet if you do some soul searching, you'll figure out why your long-term relationship ended and you just divorced. Maybe because you are kind of, you do some impulsive things. 
I don't know because I don't know your situation. Um, but what I do know is you don't know, need to be on the apps. If you just file for divorce and it's not even final, I don't care if you just legally separated, but you just got separated. Don't go to the apps. Get your shit together first before you start even consider dating. And then before you think you're in a long-term relationship because the shit can still end. And it may not be your fault, but it can still end. But you not in a headspace to realize or to be able to deal with it. Definitely, you're not in the right headspace to deal with rejection, unfriending, unfollowing, um, um, unmatching like this is because you still are in a, vo- a very vulnerable place. Nobody should get in to trying to date when you are, you just filed the end of your long-term relationship. I, that doesn't make any sense. And you did right. I think by deleting everything and paying attention to the therapist, you should have basically paid for talk space way before this uh, before you even file and thought you were okay to jump back on the apps in two weeks. Girl, bye. I've also heard that Chris has been in some other DMs that are not quite as innocuous and innocent Ashley, as mine. Ashley, your Just husband so you know, likes to leave you, do you, do you wanna, and do go you, to a man you, named uh, house <laughs> and suck his dick. Oh. <laughs> Nigga, what? I just... was. Sometimes you have to watch Real Housewives, these series, and so-called reality TVs. And this is a clip I just paid from Bravo TV because I subscribe to that on YouTube. And they're at the burn session. This is, was this last week's? I think I talked, I don't even know if I talked about this, but I have found that Potomac, Real Housewives of Potomac is like watching paint dry. I think it's it's not as bad as them hoes in Salt Lake City. Dubai was actually all right. I think I, I was there for the fashion mostly, but they do a lot of talking. They don't do a lot of chair, uh, chair throwing, a lot of shade. But this crew that nobody really lives or owns shit in Potomac, um, is it's a bit special. Um, necessarily shady is the podcast from Giselle and Robin, and it's actually all right. It's giving me some pointers about how I wanted to structure my show. Um, I want to know how they don't get as many downloads or listens, but they actually are sponsored. But and it's because everybody is on. They're they're on Bravo, so they do have a following. Uh, But sometimes the Real Housewives of Potomac is like watching paint dry, more so than other shows. But the last couple of episodes, even though there has been no chairs thrown, there's been a lot of shade being thrown. Nobody seems to respect the uh, ex-dancer Mia, who actually is balling. I think she just she owns or opens or manages several chiropractic uh practices, which is I think is a scam in itself, but that's neither here nor there. Um Ashley, who's getting divorced from her white husband, 
Um, and it doesn't shock me that he is by or not really on the DL by that statement because he is an old white dude from Australia. But, and then Candy, Candy Ants or whatever her name is, who's also married to a white chef, a lot of what they, the back and forth between the two pretty mean girls doesn't really shock me all that much. Um, it's just that their level of shade and pettiness is more so than what Robin or Karen um, or have um, and Giselle actually have thrown. These young hoes are just as mean as they are. Um, and they seem to have more to lose. Candy is the little black skinny girl with the white husband, chef husband. She don't have any kids yet. They're going through IVF. I don't know if she wants to break a sweat. I could see all of them being like Kim Kardashian and having a surrogate. Um, I think, but I can't really see. I would not be shocked that her and Candy and her her husband also file for divorce before the end of this season. Um, I think a lot of what she's the one that is alleging that Ashley, her husband, is the one that's has is having an extracurricular affair. But how can you have an affair if you're separated and getting divorced? But how can you be separated and getting divorced if you still live in the same house? Don't know. Just crazy. And I'm here for, and I wa I hate watch a lot of these Real Housewives shows just for that fact. So this is one of the iconic Real Housewives, Phaedra Park, Shady Phaedra, reading Chanel Ion from the Real House of Wives of Dubai. And also, you talk about shade. She was classically shady in the name of Jesus, would cuss you out and lie in one breath and then bless your heart in the next. She is so quintessential Southern black woman, perfect for this show. Also, Andy Cohen is a shady motherfucker too. Don't get it twisted, y'all. But listen to this exchange um, from BravoCon. I still love this. I don't care. Okay, guys. Okay. Um, Phaedra, any rebuttal? Any comment? Well, I own most of my clothes. <laughs> Boom, oh, bitch! Okay. And she says so, but a straight thing. You're not in a prom dress. Okay. I think. Let me get up and answer this. I get paid like as one of the biggest celebrity designers right now to wear and advertise this. So I'm here working and making money, bitch. It is my job. It is my job to look fabulous. Thank you. She still looks like she's going to prom. Well, you should have told them to leave that Kinsiera dress for a teenager. It's so pizza. Just shady Phaedra, I can't. But it was kind of true. It did look like someone's take on a Monet uh, uh, of the, the of light dress. But it's a step up from a Quinceanera. It's probably one of the fashion French fashion designers. I I can't. 
But, oh, she's so shady. I love it. This makes watching these shows worth it when they read each other. I just can't. It is hysterically funny. And on to more trash TV watching as I basically translate 90 Day Fiance, Usman, uh, mostly known as Soldier Boy, uh, on Happily Ever After. This is his second time at the rodeo. He actually tried to marry or did marry another thirsty white woman from the United States. And this time his mom was like, nah, son, you're going to have to marry somebody from our area. Why wouldn't she or he wouldn't listen to her from jump? And he gets this lady, Kim Bali. He makes, says he dedicates a song to her, but it's from another black girl. If he was all that, why didn't he? And he pointed this out to Kimberly, the white lady, thirsty white girl. If he was all of that and all of that successful, why didn't he start, let his mom arrange these marriage, have some kids, and then still screw around on his wife or get a second wife? He knew he's trying to use any means necessary to get to the United States, probably. But she lets him. But this is me translating this scene, which I think it is so absolutely disgusting that I'm going to actually have to to uh, post this and read and and just talk about it online because this is just crazy y'all listen to this I prefer Usman marry a younger girl I want grandchildren he can marry another woman later I'm afraid that if he wears somebody else he won't come back home a younger girl is better I pray that Usman will marry this girl She's 18 years old. Her name is Faridi. This is the girl's mama and Usman's mama getting up. And they like, peace be on to y'all as we go out. The daughter is 18 years old and she is single. The man I wish my daughter to marry is mature and responsible, not a drug addict. Okay. A man who doesn't do filthy things. A man who commits to legitimate business. He's a rapper. That's not a legitimate business, girl. So I think Fire should be Usman's wife. Uh, oh, okay. We all see that this is going to work out well. She is pretty. And, but she's young, and Kimberly should not go for that. They have nothing in common. Except for her young womb. Yeah, um, I like you. He's socially awkward. That's why he is Don't not me, with anybody from his region. She says none of them are serious. He is obviously in love. She says your beauty guys me excited. Is, she, she's beautiful. The only thing I need to know is her character, her behavior. If I didn't meet Kimberly, Farida can be the kind of lady that I would like to go on with. Do you like my business? Do you follow my songs? Did you know who I was before we met? Yeah, I know who you already are. I had known you before you came to our house. But she knows he ain't shit. Now, if it's in God's grace, 
if I'm the husband of your choice, how many children would you want? No more than four. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That is, that is around uh, my, my range. As a woman, it has always been my wish to get married and produce children. I wish to have Usman as my husband in the future. I'm truly excited. Okay, girl, I can't. I'm so tired. This is perfect, but how does... I don't think this is in a plan for Usman, whose goal, ultimate goal is to immigrate and blow up in the United States. He can't have that if he has doesn't have a thirsty-ass woman that's willing to sponsor it. Because I think after she sees this little pretty girl from Usman's region, it's all going to go up in smoke. I almost feel sorry for the thirsty white girl because this is not going to go well, y'all. All this reality TV, black reality TV is messy. I freely admit that sometimes I feel that I lose uh, brain cells and empathy <laughs> the more I binge watch this stuff. Um, but at least I'm not into um, my crime TV shows as much as I have been in back in the day where I used to uh, binge watch about serial killers. I mean, after my father's death, I stopped watching that. But I'm completely fascinated about any show like Love and Hip Hop. I have think I've watched and rewatched all of those episodes multiple times. And I just finished binge watching um, this current um, show. I'm, no, I, let me go back. I just rewatched um, the current uh, reunion, but I'm going to probably go back and watch the show before the reunion because everybody is talking about the. They were at somebody's. Um, I don't know if it was a birthday party or it was Spice's after party be when I think it was um, Spice's after party. If y'all recall and you follow the um, whole storyline from this past season, Spice is the queen of dance hall. She's originally from Jamaica. International dance hall star. It's a subset really large, has a large following of reggae music. And she's known as the twerk, um, twerking queen. She also recently just had cosmetic surgery and had some complications from that. But from what I understand, she is awake and talking and is she doing better? She had her surgery down in the Dominican Republic. But that's an aside. This past Grammys was controversial because some white boys from like, I think Charlottesville, Virginia, actually won the reggae album of the year how are you gonna have it as for the first that that genre being recognized for the first time and it goes to some white boys uh from the united states they're not even authentically uh reggae reggaeton they are not shaggy spice nobody that is authentic to the music actually won 
and it, it, it's just very rude. But at her after party, uh, tensions rose between Scrappy and Mama D. If you've also followed the show, you know that Mama D is drunk and she's also off the chain. She is well known in evidently in Atlanta. She went, she sent her husband Ernest to the jail. She took over his role as a pimp and she ran a trap house for drugs. This is what Scrap and his sister grew up in. She somewhat redeemed herself when she um, said that she actually um, gave him his money to start his rap career. But the way she thought that gave her full access to be able to tell, tell his business And she causes so much drama in his relationship, first with his first baby mama, and he's trying to make it work with the, I guess, model is what you could call Bambi, his current wife. He's actually an enigma because he only had one baby mama, um, and now he's married to Bambi. They've been married for a couple of years now. They actually got engaged on the show a couple of years ago. Um, and on again, off again, they're on again. But their current tensions between Bambi and Scrappy, the little Scrappy that is, is because Mama D went back and was running her mouth to everybody. And basically... Rashida, who's had her own issues with her husband, Kirk Frost, they have said they have made it work over cheating scandals. He had a whole baby on her and they still made it to 20 years. It's because they had to keep a lot of people out of their business, even with being on this show. And they've captured bits and pieces of their conflicts for the most part, for the first part of their marriage, the reason why they were able to last as long as they did because they worked out a lot of stuff amongst themselves and they didn't have somebody like Mama D yip yapping in their ears and getting all involved and causing all these dramas. But it didn't matter because her behavior is not normal. How he and his sister were raised definitely was not normal. And every time I look at this woman, she has admitted that she's bipolar and she's not well medicated and she drinks to excess. I think she has a screw loose and she reminds me a lot of my own grandmother. Sociopath. She can't give him and the sister what she could not have. And she also doesn't deserve a free reign over her kid's life just because she gave birth to them. She don't get to comment on their marital choices, how they raise their kids unless it's dangerous. Because if it had been, if they if they were trying to raise their kids as they were raised, their kids would have been in foster care for sure, for real, for real. She can't.
pass judgment or be hyper judgmental on everybody because she is not perfect and she can't demand respect. She gets to be ignored and kept at arm's length, but she doesn't get a free reign to continue to hurt and malign her kids. And she and she can't and she doesn't get not get to not listen to her kids. They get to express they are in pain and they were hurt and they can't be continued hurt by her actions. And she has to realize she can't talk to her kid any kind of way. She can't meddle in their lives as much as she want to because that does because they are just because they she is their mother doesn't give her them free reign over their emotions and over their lives. The negativity and the toxicity that surrounds this character is she's like a caricature of herself. And it's just really sad. And he just reached a low point and basically went off on her because she can't see how she did them wrong in the past. And she continues to meddle and do this crazy shit and they're supposed to tolerate it. You don't get a free pass and you don't demand respect because if you act like somebody in the streets, you go fuck around and get treated like somebody in the streets. Just because y'all related doesn't mean that you get a free pass because, and he's proved that with this latest cussing out. I'm not saying he should have did it, but I kind of understand. You can't keep treating somebody like they are a little kid um, and treat them as badly as you did when they were a little kid and demand that they respect you. That doesn't work in an adult world. This is about adulting and knowing boundaries and having mutual respect. But he basically said she was on her hustle. She gave did X, Y and Z, but she's still doing some of the same pathologic stuff that she did when they were little and expect them to keep continuing to accept it. And that is not realistic. And it is so disrespectful and so toxic. And then she wondering why she's not getting invited to the barbecue because she's acting like a complete lunatic. And I think that scrap and bam and everybody that was involved with that scene really needs to get a bump and pay because it is triggering in a lot of ways because I remember a lot of that and um, growing up like that and had someone that demanded respect, but that was that you were still feared and you were afraid you avoided being around them uh, because you were expecting them to be just as abusive as you were when a kid. But mine person is now dead. What's going to happen to mom and D? What is going to be her legacy? Is it going to be a legacy of fear that you're going to be that you don't you can't that when they pass away, you they don't know you and you didn't really know them and what their thought processes was because you were so much hurt and you never had critical conversations and it's already too late. That's what I have a big fear with their relationship. Like I know these people, but I can only just basically project on my own feelings and experiences onto theirs. But she had a health scare um, between kidney stones and alcoholism and bacteremia. And I mean, 
Is it worth all of that? No. Is she going to have to change? Yes. Because it's obvious that if she's going to progress or even have a relationship with her kid, she's not going to be able to continue to proceed the way that she has. And if she keep jib jiving, they're going to basically fire her from the show like they did Jocelyn Hernandez and that drunk ass Tommy. Um, if they get to the point where the production people feel that it's unsafe uh, for them to film or Scrappy, the bigger name, that's the other thing. She thinks she just as big as Scrap. But push come to shove. If he demands that she gets thrown off that show and he won't film with her or production just tired of fighting battles and people blowing up around her, if it gets too messy, Mona, me and them production team and them, they'll let her ass go. So I don't know what to tell Mama D except get on your meds and keep your mouth shut and keep and keep out of people's business and mind the business that pay you this because it can go left really fast and she could be an ex-member cast member of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. So they got to think about it. The reason why you own the show, the reason why you're on the show is because they everybody know your son and little and young jock. Not because of it's the Mama D hour. If anything else, you would have been locked up. So but then on a positive note, it's like the stuff that they don't show because it is not messy on these reality TV shows are um, former cast members of 90 Day Fiance. I go from ratchet to really respectful. So Ben and Akini, uh, a interracial couple, uh, Ben was a white boy from somewhere, I don't know, New Mexico, Arizona, uh, found his Akini on some international dating app and they conversed he came over to Kenya um, proposed to her and then got her here on the k-1 visa I did not know that I knew I kind of knew that his finances weren't perfect because what he wasn't putting towards the k-1 visa which is extremely expensive um, he also was paying his child support so he was in a great amount of debt when they basically finally married and he brought her over here. So and it does take time for her to get her work permit. Um, so they were on one income for a long time. Well, they ended up moving into a one small room of a friend's house for um, the first several months that she was over here. And then for a minute, they were homeless where they just basically said, we need our own space. We can't keep just living in this one little room. So when a friend of theirs heard this, they offered them to house sit for them while they were three months um, out of the country. But they knew that was only temporary because they couldn't fully relax because, again, it wasn't their house and they only had a 90 day reprieve. But that's when the East African spirit kicked in. And they began to work together as a couple. Um, They got their hustle on. He had a full nine to five during the week. Um, they delivered for Amazon and for DoorDash. They did what they ever they had to do. And they saved and they saved and they saved and they saved so they could get their own spot. They talked about a couple of nights when they uh, were hungry and there was no food in the house and all. They had enough 
for was for bread and tea for that was their one meal that day. But they kept together. They went from disparity, using resourcefulness to victory. And their YouTube channel, which I ended up subscribing to, was just a testimony. And it was a really testimony or testament to when people are not toxic and a couple actually from 90 Day Fiance can be married on the K-1 and work together. And it's have a they were homeless and hungry and broke at one point. But they did their hustle and they did what they want to do. And now they're sharing the positivity with the world. It is so different from the Belials and um, Shaidas and Angela and the Michael and his toxic ass. Um, we don't I don't think they show enough positivity uh, when the couples do really work and make it work. And they're both on their hustle because I guess those don't get views, even though we got they got 30,000 likes on that particular video. I just the and, and we got and I remember volunt, uh commenting on that Shaida from Trinidad. We all I was always concerned about her because it seems like her husband Bilal is always gaslighting her and she just couldn't figure out why we were dragging her husband through the mud because that's the whole point of the show. They portray the most negative bits because they know pe- that's going to get the most traction. That's a production thing. You people that sign up for these shows, they don't get filmed unless you are ratchet. You don't get the views. They're not going to pay you if your storyline is too boring. As uh, Benny and that and his old uh, boring wife with an anxiety disorder. So if you are too boring, you're not going to get the views and then you can't complain when you don't get uh, it doesn't go into production and viewed. Um, You can't yank it in a check. It doesn't work that way. You can't have it both ways. They are not going to film you if you are in a negative light. I just wish we would have more follow up shows where we could see testaments of positivity and growth uh, with couples like this couple, Akini and Ben, because it makes it it would give light and shed light and be positive versus a lot of the negative and toxic things that does like VH1 and the thing with Scrappy. Those things get the views and get people talking like I'm not the only podcaster that's talking about Scrappy blowing up at his mama. Um, I first I heard about it first on um, Ratchet and Respectable with Demetria L. Lucas. Then I heard it again. They're talking about it still on my other favorite uh, podcast, The Read. I only mention it here is because a big part of my podcast is talking about these black reality TV shows. But I also am going to end it on a positive note. Ben and Akini's uh, testimony um, of positivity and growth and togetherness. This is what it should be should make a storyline, but it doesn't because it's boring, but it's still positive. And this is what most people in any relationship actually should be working to 
um, togetherness and uh, because you're, they seem to be strengthened more while they're together and working on the same thing towards the same goal, self-sufficiency and happiness. Also, we, I haven't heard, I just realized, I haven't seen um, Kurt and Rashida a lot in the storyline because it seems like when they're on their positive thing, if there's no drama associated with their businesses or with their kids or nobody's cheating on anybody, you're not going to make um, be a big part of the storyline. But that means that their lives are boring and they're probably prospering outside of um, the show because they're not always a main part of the storyline of the show. So with that said, I wish Ben and Akini good luck and I hope uh, Mama D gets on better or more meds, some meds, and she stopped drinking so much and Scrappy gets up with a male black counselor psychotherapist that number one could probably get him on some meds because it's probably PTSD and anxiety is a big part of what he is living and working through and he can have somebody to talk to he basically said I don't have anybody that he can talk to with to deal with the anger to deal with the anxiety and probably pressure depression and PTSD I hope he gets the help that he so sorely deserves I'm so glad that I get to not or purge the grossness from my mind as far as um, everything. Um, it's a cold and gloomy Sunday. Um, I'm creating because I haven't done at my amp show in a couple of weeks now, but I'm getting ready for amp if you navigate it about four o'clock it's going to be a drive home and it's going to be a celebration of um classic rb soul and a little bit of uh mix um of a transition from disco with um the artist i forgot about yarborough and peoples but I also this morning, I basically get and one of the best things that I do get is the New York Times. I've actually gotten the New York Times since I started going back of all places. Let me go back back when I started flying to New York to do Race for the Cure before 9-11. I enjoyed perpetrating like I was Carrie, the black Carrie Bradshaw. And I would read the single women's sports pages, which was the wedding announcements. And I read it vigorously. I also watched, not as often as I used to, um, because it's been replaced by 90 Day Fiance for its trashiness. But I, Kleinfeld's um, Say Yes to the Dress, everybody tried to get to this place to get their dream dress. And the dresses um, are overpriced and are no more than spangled sparkly lingerie i thought randy before he gave his own affordable line it was like if you have to ask the price then you can't afford it but then he's decided that maybe that was just a little bit too snotty uh for a queen to basically say about people that want and that are promised 
that want to be fulfilled in their fairy tale and you basically cut off your nose in spite of your face. With that said, um, I have always gotten and I, when I was able to and it started to get be able to deliver wherever I was, I still get the New York Times. I flipped through the news because I also not only subscribe to the New York Times, I subscribe to four other papers. There's not a whole bunch that I want to actually um, read or to waste my time um, to talk about. But in this week's um, uh, in this week's um, section of the arts and entertainment, uh, Latanya Moore is going to be performing Ada at the Metropolitan Opera. This uh, There was a time where I also would love to come to New York to take in a show, to hang out and to perpetrate a fraud. Um, I'll have her 2018 uh, version of this in the show notes, the extended show notes on my blog, Dale's Angels Inc. blog. But also she performed this role back in 2018. Um in um i think it was venezuela or somewhere um in south america but one of the graces i think she's a mezzo soprano leotine price also performed this in her role and get a little bit of listen to this she's amazing also um latonya moore was in she uh, was in uh, Porgy and Bess, and she was also just recently in Fire Shut Up in My Bones. But I also like when I research for I Want My Daddy's Records and Music in general, I not only rediscover or discover other great artists, I also, especially, um, this is not a a genre, uh, opera is not a genre that my father was interested in, but I think my mom fashioned herself as Leah Time Price because she was a great soprano too. But listen to the third act from Aida. Um, this is not Latanya Moore, but it's the great Leotine Price. I don't know who did it better. I listened to the clip on YouTube uh, from Latanya Moore. Um, both have richness of presence and I thoroughly enjoyed both. And it still, it trips me out that I still um, don't have any more information on my sync license because I would be able to play more music live instead of basically trying not to run up against copyright infringement issues uh, when I do this part of the show. I have thousands of records that I would love to um, play and thank God for AMP, but I can't record any of that, which to my annoyance, uh, but I get to enjoy it when I make my playlist. As I said, the Chill Home Tomorrow is going to um, celebrate 
um, rich R&B and soul uh, from the late 70s and 80s. But I do have um, uh, I've added Cuba Gooding, who's father, who's the father of Cuba Gooding Jr., who's having his own issues. But I didn't realize, as I said before, how a lot of these songs are like the theme to our life entrance music and we don't even realize it did you like i didn't know i forgot that he had every song everybody plays the fool and just don't want to be lonely and if you were mine um james brown of course everything but get off off of that thing and give me some skin and people wake up and live the atlanta rhythm section a bunch of blues uh playing white boys um they had that one great hit so into you um probably before they broke up i thought it was going to be if i could recognize i'm so into you by swv but it's nothing like that group um the wedding song of course so many babies made by the late the great Smokey robinson who's still kicking cruising just want to see her and of course johnny taylor he died in actually charlton um charlton methodist in of a heart attack um, in Dallas, but he had 511 kids, Rolling Stone. I added Cheaper to Keep Her and Don't Stop the Music is where I started looking up other things. Um, You're My Song, and um, I did add Fire Shut Up in My Bones, and I'll add um, I, the Aida Leotan Price because I didn't see a version of that being sung in previous recordings by Latanya Moore, but all of these songs will be available uh, for immediate listening if you uh, subscribe to my iTunes, my iTunes uh, playlist, as well as um, if you were to um, navigate and join me tomorrow um, during my AMP session where I play um, these songs and hopefully more. So that's how we're going to end this episode. And I'm going to end it with a a positive word. I used to scoff at people making this statement because maybe because of its simplicity or maybe because it sounded more like an admonishment that I was being everything but kind. But then when I started investigating it for myself, that's when I realized that I was confusing politeness with kindness. Politeness is a fake superficial manner in which there's no required investment, no self-reflection. But being kind is an adjective. It is, on, it is an action. If you're kind to yourself first, it's like exercise memory. You will continue and be kind to others. Let that sit with you for a while. I'm going to try to be kind to myself. I'll be kind to others. It's very simple, and you got to repeat it. Lean into the spirit of a new year by counting your blessings, giving to others, and spreading happiness. I know I will. And this episode or this podcast is my means to spread joy and happiness and light and enlightenment. There's so much going on with aggression and um, just meanness. But if I can leave you with one small positive thought, start your day with that that can change everything for you and and just basically change your day 
Don't forget to check out Dale's Angels Inc. for the notes on this podcast, as well as other works by CQM in um, that are and other contributors that are in work or in um, being edited right now. Um, also, check out my Instagram feed, Tenfro is Reading. You can check me out on Facebook, Tenfro is Reading Book Club, as well as my YouTube channel, Tenfro is Reading and Eating. And what I'm just chatting and streaming um, at TV Food Wine Girl on Twitter. Uh, navigate to Writer's Block Coffee or shipabagaddicts.com. Use my promo code Tenfro Coffee or Tenfro Got Jokes, respectively, to get a percentage off of your order. Don't forget to drop me a line at tenfrowisreading at gmail.com. Um, all non trolling messages may be actually uh, read online, and you can do the same if you are in Podbean or Anchor or wherever you listen to the podcast. And again, shedding light and positivity. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Until next time, bye.